Hey, listeners, it's me, your host, Ryan Trauber. Thank you for sticking around for another episode of the Comedy Northwest podcast. This was a great episode to do. Uh, we had Christine Levine uh, of Portlandia fame. Uh, if you haven't seen her, check her out on Portlandia. Hilarious sketches. Uh, she's in at least one episode every season, I believe. Um, we also had Adam Bathe join us, who is actually uh, from Georgia, but is a name that's been rolling around the Northwest comedy scene uh, for the last couple months, and I was glad to finally have him come to Bend and perform and have him on the podcast. Uh, we also had Dana Buckendall uh, as my co-host. Uh, she's a local Bend comedian that is just absolutely amazing. Uh, and then Adam's girlfriend was also in the room, uh, and we hear a little bit from her. Uh, her name is Harley. Uh, all right, enjoy the episode, everybody, and we'll see you on the next episode of the Comedy Northwest podcast. <laughs> No, Arabic. Hmm? Arabic? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You were married to a guy. Yeah. During the first Gulf War, I married a <laughs> Saudi. <laughs> out of Wait, out of protest? You would think. No, I just did it because uh, it was, yeah, I was a rebel. It was all so the rage. It was so punk rock. <laughs> the first man I ever had sex with, I was 18, he was 40, and he was from Iran. Ew. In the back of a car. <laughs> So did he wow. That's hot. snow boots on. <laughs> snow boots. Did he buy you? Why is this? Just, yeah, were you in trouble? Yeah. <laughs> is this like that movie Taken? <laughs> I've seen an episode of so this. So you're a son. lesbian now is the point to that story. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he liked to lick eyeballs. I always thought that was really odd. Yeah. What? I know. Just He, he, dated, like a he dated a woman thing, from, from France and she licked his eyeball and it just sent him, it made him wild. So he liked to like, oh. Okay, I love doing he that. He licked your eyeball, or he you he licked... licked my eyeball. I wouldn't lick his eyeball. Okay, so when I'm oh. dating a girl, it's a like trust that. thing. I do that all the time, where I'll be dating a girl, I'll be making out. Where like once the in, like the relationship is considered intimate, I then ask her, "Can I lick your eyeball?" See, this hey, Adam, is, this do you is know the, how hepatitis that works? That you can like get <laughs> hepatitis look, is, from intercourse. So, what does it matter if you're yeah. licking eyeballs after you have intercourse? Yeah, yeah well, true. not not right afterwards. I mean, this isn't. Yeah, it's uh, not pillow talk. This isn't A to M. All right, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. Like, I don't know. This isn't part of my culture. I don't. This understand. is why I hate <laughs> when hosts of comedy shows use that word. Is because it it conjures images like that for me every single time. What? What when they when hosts come on the stage and when it's a small crowd and they go, well, it's going to be an intimate show tonight. It <laughs> like, creeps oh, me out yeah, every ew. time. It's the creepiest like descriptor. Like, let's get our orgy on, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if, I will see, I will use the term intimate if it is a really small audience and they're all sitting in the front row and it is actually intimate. Right? Would you not consider that? Would you not describe that as intimate? If it's you... I mean, to fuse your own words, it's intimate. not quite A to M. <laughs> but it's still, like, you can still get hepatitis from it, I guess. It's yeah, the, I think you can still get yeah. hepatitis. And I feel like the porn clerk in me needs to say it's um, ATM. ATM? Yeah. ATM. I'm sorry. A2M. It did sound weird Excuse when I said it. it didn't yeah. feel right. For not like, properly knowing the that's lingo. Why I sorry, words. I just need to... I'm a porn clerk. You can't take me, you know, you can take me out of the store, but you can't take the store out of me. Yeah, no, it's, it's always like here. Marine. Well, I mean, Once a Marine, always a Marine. That's a, yeah, yeah, Earth that's me. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got Christine Levine, everybody. Hi. Christine Levine. Yeah, Christine. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah, this will be fun. I'm very excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the feature that you brought with you is Adam Bade. Thank you. Adam mm-hmm. Bade. I said bath last night. It's I was not uncommon. I was focusing so hard on the Savannah, Georgia, because you, you told me that that was going to be your intro. I was like, Savannah, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. <laughs> Adam Bath, everybody. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. No one has pronounced that name right. It's so deceivingly simple. I tell people all the time it's spelled, it's really difficult. It's B A T H E, you know. Yeah. Of the Savannah Bays. Of the Savannah Bays. <laughs> <laughs> you know the ones. <laughs> That's old money in Savannah. Uh, and then we've got Adam's girlfriend, Harley. So yeah, see, perfect. Harley. Harley. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Nice. Just Harley. One word. Skip the name. And again, it takes everything I have not to go vroom vroom after I say your name. At least I like you're not that. one of yeah. those creep guys that's like, Harley, oh yeah, so can I ride you later? Oh, like, oh my God. God, I bet you get that a lot. Harley, do you Until remember my comeback that I wrote for you? Like, that's my boyfriend. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, I want to play this out. I gave her a comeback. I don't know if it's timely. I feel like it's a little wordy, but I feel like it would good work well for the douchebags that say that. Uh, so who wants to? Adam, give her, give her the line. What? I'd like to ride you later. And then he said that I should say, I'm going to ride over you with my motorcycle later. Boo! It's not much. There's not much to it, no, but it's something. that's a long way around the park. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're a table of comedians. we got to think of something better. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, usually that's it's just first, like, have you met my viking-sized go. boyfriend? Yeah. But yeah. in the yeah. complete opposite direction, I think you should just kick him in the nuts. Yeah. Punch him in the teeth. Yeah, punch him in the teeth. There you go. Or in the teeth. Or punch him in the nuts. In the forehead. Yeah. Send the message right across. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my co-host, uh, Bend Comedy, uh, Dana Buckendall, everybody. Hello. Hey, Dana. Hey, thank you for having me, too. So I want to take Dana, this is your first time on one of the Comedy Northwest podcasts. I'm a virgin. Right? Uh, Dana has been hosting Bend Comedy shows for a while now. Um, she got started in Bend Comedy a year ago. Oh, wow, Just really? Year Just a year? Oh, yeah. my gosh, congratulations. Yeah, uh, growing by leaps and bounds. Very proud of that fact. Um, so, yeah, you are my local co-host today. So you, any questions that you have, just throw them out there. Uh, anything that you want to know. This is why I love having the open mic up and comers on. So anything, any questions you have, because this is for people to listen to that are interested in. You no, know, my palms just got really sweaty. Doing so cute. Being a part of comedy. So it's about having conversation and just learning as much as we can yeah. from professionals. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, do you have any questions for professionals? <laughs> you hear that? I'm Thanks. a professional. Yeah. No. no I was just I saying when we get a professional, idea. ask them these questions that I'm we're coming I'm a professional. Up with now. That's what you said. Oh, thank you. Don't take it back yeah. now. You're welcome. Mm. I brought enough for the class. <laughs> thank you. Oh, I love these mints. Mm-hmm. All right, so, uh, Christine, mm-hmm. you were telling us about uh, the uh, Arabian guy that you married? What was he? Oh, Saudi? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happened. He was Saudi, and I honestly wouldn't even recognize him now. Yeah. I don't know who that guy is. What is he? Did so, he just get overgrown in hair? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, no, I just don't. Like, it's one of those things where you you did something, and it was, was a big major thing. Like, I moved to Cairo and lived there almost a year with uh, my daughter, our daughter, Sabrina. Sabrina, my daughter, is half Saudi. Mm-hmm. And... Um, and then he left me there. We had a major earthquake in 1992. Oh and um, the building that I lived in fell down, but I was out at lunch and Sabrina was safe. And then um, 
we had just learned that my friend Amal's, her family's building was like falling down, was like tilted. And then, so we leave the place that we had lunch. It was an earthquake or whatever. These Egyptians think that the sky's falling. I'm not kidding. They were like outside looking at buildings and looking up at the clouds and going on what's happening. The God, God's angry, Allah's mad. And I was like, we had an earthquake. And then like, okay, let's go. We got to get back to um, Helmea. was a little borough that almost family lived in where my daughter was. And we got to we finally could get a cab and the cab driver was like I'm not taking you all the way in because Helmea is destroyed okay so I'm terrified now I'm just because it was like a slow panic mm -hmm. like at first there's like the shock of like oh god we had an earthquake who has an earthquake you don't have earthquakes in Egypt it's weird yeah so um but I remember asking Amal like weeks before there was like some signs to me and I just was like what happens when there's an earthquake here and she goes this is Egypt we don't have earthquakes and I'm like, okay well then we did anyway yeah that animal instinct yeah like something <laughs> well I think I saw like a television show uh, about about earthquakes and they said that like sometimes methane will come up through the ground and uh, leave these like rainbow puddles and I started seeing those everywhere and I was like I think we're gonna have an earthquake Are you sure I just you weren't just smelling your own farts no <laughs> maybe I was alone a lot yeah. so I'm sure the Egyptian food <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so then um so we finally we we I mean there was this one like I remember a school had fallen down and they were dragging children's bodies out of the school mm. and that's when the cab driver was like you're on your own get out <laughs> I paid him a hundred pounds, which is like three hundred dollars, wow. just to take us that far. So we walk the rest of the way in, and we see Amal's building is still standing. So yay, everything's fine. I mean, you know, it's a little bit tilted, like, like um, somebody said, oh, we might have to tear it down later or whatever. But and then um, uh, Amal's mother takes my daughter, baby Sabrina, and puts her out the window, like, see, she's okay, we're good. And I was like, oh my god, okay, <laughs> awesome, okay, great. And then. Almost brothers were downstairs, were down, I'm outside the building, and then all of a sudden people just start pouring out and um, just running downstairs, and uh, I understand enough Arabic, they were like, they were saying, uh, the building's falling, the building's falling, um, it was aftershocks, you know, mm -hmm. and... I started running into the building and Amal's brothers grabbed me. And this is, I would say, I had another son and my oldest son, Christopher, was in America with his dad. But this is when I became a mother, was when I beat up Amal's two brothers to get into that building. I just kicked them and punched them and they, you know, I made, yeah. I beat them up. And then I ran into the building, and I don't wow. think that Good I ever. You. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think I ever connected. Yeah, I mean, I never. You, not everybody needs that to really come into their own to be a parent, but that's what happened to me. I needed that wake up call. Like that is my baby, and I ran in there. In there, but then just as I was getting into the building, here comes almost fat mom carrying Sabrina. Like we're, 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 everything's fine. You didn't beat her up for holding her out no, the window no, like Michael Jackson's baby. Of no, no, that's almost mom was a big fat lady with giant hands. She had to hold of Sabrina. Don't worry about it. She, she was palming the baby's yeah. head with one hand out the window. I didn't even See, blink. Just fine. I was cool with it. <laughs> I was great. Well, anyway, so then the next day, so I'm there almost a year, and then the next day the Saudi comes and he shows up, and I was like, you, you didn't come here. You came to see if we were dead. 
Like, this is yeah. gross. I got to get out of here. Yeah. I don't even know why I was there. I don't know what I was doing. I just wanted to give another marriage a shot because this was my <laughs> second one, and I was just a you know 21 years old and a mess yeah i just i just needed to try something i don't know it was stupid and um but it gave me a lot of you know it's good to travel (laughs) (laughs) and live in it i remember this one time when i lived in egypt like there was all these uh tanks and stuff coming through and oh my god it was just crazy i thought oh god i'm in a war zone oh no and it was just Gaddafi coming to town oh what (laughs) what just like oh hi guy hey dude yeah yeah so anyway um and then i got i i just left then after that i said get me a fucking plane ticket home and then at the airport they said that um they wouldn't let me get on the plane i put all my luggage on the plane and these guys with like um guns and you know those like bullets you know whatever these are yeah like bunch of, but yeah yeah, yeah they have bullets like this and like and around their arms and stuff and they were like you can't get on the plane and i said why and they said because your um visa has expired and i said i th- what are you saying to me you mean that i this is a giant shit box for cats you mean <laughs> i can't i can't leave this shit pit because I already spent too much time here? Right. You're good idiots. You all are fucking so stupid. And you I was like, you're ancient Egyptians would kill. Yeah, you, you deserve to die. I Where's like, racism so, when you need it? Oh, I was so, oh God, I lost my mind. And then this lady comes up to me and she goes, listen, uh, they're going to kill you or something bad is about to happen because what they want from you is money. And then they'll make this go away. Because I wasn't getting it. They were yeah. just like, they're like, they'll let you on the plane, but you have to pay them. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. You know, I was like, fuck you, fuck you. And she's like, I'm serious. You better get them some money right now. And they made me pay them like, I don't know, $1,000 or whatever. Jeez. And then I got on the plane. Yeah, it was awful. They're wow. like, your passport so- is dirty. You need to make it clean. And that means... We want some cash. All right, so a so I got out of Egypt. Saudi gentleman, yes, uh, that is marrying women from America. I assume he was already married. It turned out he already had a wife. And then I remember when I got back home to the United States, this poor woman was calling me all the time, like you, you love him. It's okay. I his wife too. Blah blah. And I was like, oh bitch, come on, sister wife. Yeah, right. I was like, I don't want your piece of shit. Don't worry about it. I, I'm not your problem. Yeah, I am not your problem. Was he? I feel like he was loaded. Did he have some cash behind him? Super loaded. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know, and I want (laughs) Sabrina, my daughter, to have that. You know, I want to go after him for child support just because I want Sabrina to. yeah. You know, have money. She deserves it. Can he, is he a U.S. citizen? No, he's a Saudi national. Like he's like in the royal family. He's got lots of money, and uh. he's got diplomatic immunity, and uh. we pretty much can't touch him. Ugh. Unless I go to the, if I go to the Saudi consulate, maybe I can. But yeah. anyway, you've I'm, lived I'm, such one of those lives that's so weird that if you just show up dead in some weird way I know they'll never be able to figure it out yeah. it can be such no. a long who, who she got as enemies well it could be the list. lady she pissed in the sugar bowl could be that <laughs> she broke into a woman's house could be that lady could be a Saudi hit yep. it could be uh, you know the guy she stole $35 from when he was dead it could be that family <laughs> oh my god which by the way uh, I can't remember if it was on the podcast but not the first time I've heard that story yeah not on stage and not from you 
I heard that story, and the only difference was that the other person got the other half of the seventy dollars yeah, that was in his wallet. That was <laughs> yeah, it was no, it was thirty thirty five dollars that I took, but. Yeah. Um, the other person, yeah, my coworker, I we had seventeen fifty apiece. I I divided it up. And actually, I think it's going to be all the spirits of the of the crosses that you knocked over. Yeah, yeah. Died right? on the roadside. Gonna... Some kind of poltergeist thing. That's right. Yeah. They're gonna How did Christine oh die? God. One of a million ways, Ghosts. really. It was just right? pick one. Statistically speaking, I'm like the nicest, meanest person you'll ever know. <laughs> the nicest asshole. Oh, ever sweetie, know. darling, you are just the cutest little cunt I've ever met that's in my right. entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's this a, cunt's cuter than a bug's nose. It's <laughs> a Levinism cute. right there. Pink devil. <laughs> yes, I'm a pink devil. That's right. Uh, all right, so it's. I don't. I haven't. I don't think I've heard you do much uh, comedy on that subject. That whole no, story. No, I've never. You know, that's the thing. Like, lots of people have been like, "Oh, so you must have bits about that." And I go, "I. You tell me what part's funny. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like, I was terrified most of the time, <laughs> and uh, just trying to learn the language. And um, I had. I did have an affair with an Egyptian dude, and my housekeeper Hoda, that fucking bitch, she, <laughs> she, um. Did she only say Hoda? Is that Hoda. The, Hoda. Hoda. <laughs> she might as well have. I didn't understand her half the time, but, um, but I did know. I overheard her talking to my downstairs neighbors, and she told them, because again, I can understand some Arabic, but can't speak it very well, but I did understand that she was telling them that she found two kinds of cigarettes in my ashtray up because it's back when I smoked and um and that she and she thought that I was having an affair and I was like you fucking bitch this is a Muslim country I'm gonna go to jail or get killed probably killed yeah, yeah. I mean this is you know 23 You're years ago yeah, yeah I'm in fucking trouble die. and not the good kind of stuff yeah, exactly yeah. so <laughs> to I death. fired her yeah. And so I fired her when she came up because she was on her way up to clean my house. And I fired her and she just freaks out. I mean, has like this very dramatic, like, um, uh, I don't know, Arab woman funeral type. You know, she just falls apart on my floor. And you were a sugar mama. Yeah, and yeah. she's like, no, no. You You know, she used to bring me um, pigeons and kill them in my kitchen. Yeah, and just snapping her necks and stuff. And then she made me, um, she cooked them for me, so I ate a lot of pigeons. And then she'd, um, she make me, she had these crazy hands, and she'd make me uh, mango juice, and she just <laughs> squish all the mango. Oh, it was crazy. I After was like, killing the pigeons and not oh, washing yeah, the hands and just making well, the mangoes. Knows, yeah. She just smashed mangoes with the pigeons. Blood, blood mango juice. And I was like, did you just... I gotta get me one of these housekeepers. <laughs> I was like, did you just pick I this up outside and bring yeah. it inside <laughs> my house? And she's like, man, don't worry about it. You're gonna eat it in a minute. And then she made me eat a pigeon lots of times. And I, t- I did it. So Is pigeon good? I, I didn't know. I um, mean... Let's no, be fancy culinary right. people. It's squab. <laughs> I don't think it's. I don't think it's squab. If she picks it up, like if she chased it outside the What's house squab? and then pigeon. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I think you bring it. It's not a pigeon. It was a pigeon. It was like regular, like yeah. pigeon have been a huge food source balcony. for several different peoples for a very long time. It was, yeah. easy, it was on my balcony, easily catchable shit, bird, and then she killed it, and I ate it. I mean, you don't want those crappy New York birds. I mean, those are just full of take shits all the time. They're usually shitting when they're killed. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that um, 
Yeah, it's a great conversation. It is. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Great. But that was weird. And anyway, so yeah, I just, I don't know what part, I guess I could. I mean, I just think my modern life is also hilarious. My husband that I finally got, or no, my first husband, I married him again. And then a few years ago, he dumped me and left the, us all for this lady he met on StarTrek.com. <laughs> nice. I try not to laugh at that every time I'm sorry. you say I'm that, but it is. Pain. Listen, listen. So much competition. Out this there. is what this is what um, all all com new comedians need to know. Um, that there's a difference between comedians and normal people, and that difference is that bad shit happens to everybody. Mm -hmm. But what happens, like, when we all get sympathy, we all get, like, you know, your husband leaves you or whatever, and it's like, oh, your girlfriends come over and you get, oh, let's have some cheesecake, and you don't need that shit, girl. Here's some wine. Come on. You yeah. know? Okay, so everybody gets that. But what a comedian gets is material. We get yeah. that on the other side of it. So we don't, it, a lot of people think that, oh, comedians just love tragedy. Well, not tragedy. We don't love bad shit to happen to us. But when it does, we go, oh, this Material. is going to be so good. Right. Yeah. yeah, we're just like, uh, and that is the best thing about being a comedian, I think, is that just on the other side of anything shitty that happens to you, you're going to be okay. You're going to get time out of so it. So this actually ties into my topical question that I wanted mm. to ask for both of you guys, which is your writing process uh, based on actual events. So you not writing material about your whole experience in Egypt because yeah. it wasn't the most enjoyable. Well, I guess my, I could. I just never thought about it. Yeah. Well, have you, have you tried? You've never tried no, writing I've never a joke? Really no, tried okay. It. Mm -mm. So my issue is that uh, horrible things will happen to me in my life. And I think, well, that was horrible. Why nobody could ever find something like that funny? Because I certainly don't. Mm -hmm. So then I have this fear of uh, even attempting to write material on these things. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, my question to you guys is, what is your process of turning tragedy into stage comedy? Well, nothing bad happens to Adam. Yeah. I was going to say that, but I didn't want to sound like an asshole. No, no. He's, <laughs> like, he's had he's one like, big bad life event. And that made me a comedian. And that and made him a comedian. Now his Adam life's fantastic. Adam's the happiest person you'll ever know. Do, would you like to share with the group? Well, what? Uh, what was what, your, what was your tragedy? And oh, um, what, do you transition. have any material about it? I uh, experienced the fun of prohibition of marijuana in southern Georgia. Uh... All firsthand. Wow. I got kicked out of a private college for four grams of marijuana. I was arrested. I was charged with felony, possession with intent to distribute, Jesus. underage drinking. What was four wow. grams? Uh, I was I had a $15,000 bail. I had spent four weeks in jail. I then had two years of probation, a $1,500 fine to the state. A thousand dollar fine to the country. So you're a menace to society, yeah. is what you're saying. And <laughs> wow. Then I had to drive. You should have gotten the chair. I had chair. to drive two hours away, four hours round trip to this city called Macon because that was the closest branch that would of the private company that was handling sold off probations from the state because the state oh, wow. was making money on the backside by selling off probations to private handling companies. So the company that bought my probation contract, I guess you'd call it, yeah. the closest branch they had was two hours away, and every month I had to drive two hours and pee in a cup. God. Wow. And I had to take a bunch of group therapy sessions, 
And uh, then I also had to take five hours of educational classes where they brainwash the shit out of you. So you don't smoke marijuana anymore. You're cured, right? Yeah, I'm yes. so cured. Pass <laughs> that bong. <laughs> I'll take a hit off of that. Go ahead. Yeah, throw some, throw some audio on there of the bong. Well, so at least you're cured. Yeah, I feel like I'm totally cured. Like, <laughs> you're obviously a better person for it. Always. Uh, so jail time. There was jail time. Yeah, about four weeks of it. Four weeks. Um, it was. It was not bad. Hold I on, was. You have a mugshot. Yeah. <gasps> yeah, I've seen. I it. actually have several mug shots <laughs> and what's it like to be butt fucked too um, <laughs> that, that actually never happened jail is not as scary have you scary seen him he's huge most... I don't think he's oh, gonna get butt you're thinking of prison yeah. is what you're thinking of jail is kind of like the, this weird limbo place where people who are not guilty of certain purgatory. crimes and people yeah, yeah all mixed together in this sea and because at the time before I had this bitch in Star Wars tattoo <laughs> uh, underneath it is an iron cross which some may accidentally construe with uh, being a skinhead oh. and a neo-Nazi. And as that? you know, I like to keep my hair trim very short. Yes, your lack of hair and southern style. Right. People just assume things. So they put me into a cube area that had all white supremacists and Mexicans because apparently they get along. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh. yeah. And uh, all the boxes that were in there <laughs> had writing on the top that were all really racist. Like the, the box that they forced me to pick up had KKK and a big fucking swastika on it. And nice. that's how I walked into the pod was with oh that and everybody looked at me like when we when I first sat down and they finally found a spot because it was overcrowded like most prisons yeah in most jails and I was just hanging out and I they found out I spoke Spanish and then I started playing spades with the guys and told them that I uh I just was there for four grams of weed and literally this pod had like 250 guys in it every guy and the security guard were laughing <laughs> <laughs> it was it was the best laugh I've ever gotten ever in comedy to this day. And I've that was made, your moment. You're like, yeah, I'm going to be a comedian. Yes. <laughs> and uh, those guys were like, you're going to be out of here in no time. Let's just play some spades and have fun. And yeah. I won so much ramen noodle soup <laughs> that I gave away at the end of the spades playing. And when I got out, I gave away all my stuff. And I said goodbye. It was like an end of a movie Aww. moment. I had like the best white person experience in jail ever. It was like, jail's not that bad you guys and then the next day that pod had a riot <laughs> oh shit and they, they killed two guys and oh tried God. to kill the guard who was they were all just laughing that's jail everybody that is the difference between jail with and without you yeah exactly I was making it a lovely place everyone enjoyed it there yeah. the moment I left Crazy. riots yeah. games riots and laughter and all these great things and then the <laughs> and second then you you're gone you became a comedian after that just like oh fuck it yeah. I'm gonna go do open mics now well I was looking for something to do cause I had started my own pressure washing business and I was looking at some way to talk about what had happened to me to kind of process it like a lot of people do mm -hmm. to go to open mics and then I realized kind of as I got into it that I was not really doing a lot of comedy. I was just punishing a lot of the crowd. Yeah, right. That's yeah. Like, we see a lot of that. Which a lot of features like to have you as an opener because it kind of shuts up a lot of the yeah. hecklers in the crowd early. So I got a lot of play out of that at the beginning. But as I moved on, I realized that, you know, oh, comedy can be a therapy 
for the comedian. Oh, yeah. But it is not therapy. No, it's no. supposed it's, to be. It's entertainment. It's entertainment, first yeah. and foremost. And anyone who's like, it's my therapy, then you need to stop and you need to chill out. Actually go it, see somebody. Yeah, yeah it's a more let of a it go. byproduct of therapy, I feel like. Because you don't get up there to better yourself. You get up there and do material that is bettering you. So yeah, I, and as far as how that that all that one bad thing happened changed me and the way I looked at the world, it was kind of like the last piece of hay that broke the camel's back uh, of, of just these ridiculous, seemingly outrageously comedic contradictions that the South is just built upon, starting with yeah. the Bible. Oh yeah, which in and of itself is just filled with contradictions all over the place, and then on top of that, people's just understanding of that and the world around them is a contradiction. It just and the fact that comedy flew so high over the heads of most people that live down there, <laughs> yeah. it's outrageous. You don't even understand. I went to a school called Effingham County High School. Wow. It's pig fucking Effingham, E F F I N G H A M. It's a pig fucking Georgia. It's that's a whole really county. The name. Yeah, that's the really the name. Nice. And it, we're not even done. We're not even <laughs> halfway into this. They were the rebels, not the Highland rebels, not like the Yorkshire rebels. They were like the rebels. The rebel flag was flown every time we played, <gasps> played football. Wow. Every time we got a touchdown, they shot off a cannon, and the, the marching plant band played Dixie. I would know because I was the drum major. <laughs> 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 got to keep that beat. Yeah, guys would drive their dad's John Deere tractor into school with big rebel flags flying off the back, and then the middle school, Effingham County pig fuck middle school <laughs> the middle school was the black panthers cute wow just, no wow. one ever said anything about it and it was like it, it was it wasn't like they were trying to keep it a secret it wasn't like it was an inside joke it was like they just didn't get it they didn't even get it yeah. wow interesting and That's so great. by the time that, <laughs> that i got kicked out of that private christian affiliated college for smoking weed at by the time i got kicked out of that art school for smoking weed. Also a contradiction. It was ridiculous. just the last thing where I was like, this can't be just a series of accidents of idiots. This is just comedy. Yeah. This is all it is, is just comedy. And someone needs to show them that. Someone needs to hold up a mirror to that. And that's kind of my inspiration and in how I write is every time I see one of those contradictions of stupidity where you're just like, yeah. you can't process how dumb it is. I figure out how to package that and then bounce it back yeah. so you can yeah, yeah, see yeah. it. Mm -hmm. So, okay, my question to you, Adam, is did you? what is the first joke that you actually sat down and wrote based off of an unenjoyable experience? I don't know if I have any jokes based off of <laughs> unenjoyable experiences. Every joke that I share with the crowd is super... It's based off an experience that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Because I'm better for it. And that's the way I want them to come across to the crowd is that they feel like they were better for it for listening to it. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Like we said, nothing bad happens to Adam. Yeah. So it really doesn't happen. <laughs> it's the only bad thing I am an incurable life. optimist. <laughs> so, okay. So, as his girlfriend, Harley, it is up to you to break his heart. And just just yeah. help him hit rock that? bottom, him. even for a week. Just say some material. Say that you don't love him. <laughs> say it. Say it. Let's see what happens. Say it. Well, I will not. God. You know, the yeah. same thing happened to Orpheus. <laughs> he loved everything. And then... <laughs> uh, so, Christine, what mm -hmm. about you? First joke that you've written based off of an un un unenjoyable experience? Well, they all are. 
This is why I love doing shows with you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even remember. Um, like my evolution as a comedian, it just started from. Uh, I just I don't know. I always wanted to be a comedian from like the time I was a child. Um, you know, sort of like a cliche, like uh, a child of an alcoholic, and if we don't laugh, we'll cry. So, yeah, you know, kind of oh, yeah. like that. Um, but I was always like a ham, and always like to find humor in. I love finding humor in awful events. Like I just, even my my motto, my mantra is, I say it's perfect. So like, oh, my car just blew up. It's perfect. <laughs> like, okay, why wouldn't it? That's, that's exactly how things should be going. That's right. So that's how I stay optimistic. Is I just go, burp, burp, burp. That's business it. as usual. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> I I didn't know that it was going to be the car exploding, but I got to say that it is right on time. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pulled into the shit station. Yay. There you go. Um. So I just yeah. Even so, I knew like all the time I wanted to be a comedian, and then. Um, because I've always had like that in my head about like I'm just always gonna make fun of stuff and yeah. bad things happen to everybody. And I, here's where I think that it's important to share the bad things is because and I and I don't know what makes me really um, c compels me to talk about dark subjects and try to make them funny because mm -hmm. if you think about it, it's the hardest kind of comedy to do. Oh God, it's yeah, just, yeah, it's pushing just, water uphill all oh, day. Oh, it's fucking stupid. If I could talk about how happy Cheerios make me yeah. and make that funny. I I've been working on that joke for weeks. Shut up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if I could do it, I would because, first of all, it's way more marketable. I could be making lots more money doing, you know, happier, cleaner comedy. Yeah. I could be working a lot more. But I, for whatever reason, I just feel like if I'm sharing my life and it's true and um, I'm being honest about it and it's entertaining because yeah. that's a huge part for me. I'm not just trying to shit on people or make make yeah. them feel, take them down a dark hole and make them feel bad. I want people to feel like, okay, I'm sharing my life and I'm okay and I'm laughing about it. And maybe you've got some dark shit that happened to you too. And maybe you can laugh about it too. So we're not yeah. alone and it's okay. It's okay. You go through awful things and you know, I don't know, people die, people dump you, your heart gets yeah. broken and your car blows up, but yeah, you know, you're going to be fine. Hearts broken. People get dumped. It happens. Not to them. Not to me and Adam. Not happening no. to us. Adam and I. Let me yeah. Just for the podcast, for the sake of the podcast. He'll be crying all afternoon. Do not do that. Well, at the end of the podcast, then you say, hey, no, you know, no. I'll take you back. Do you want to deal with the blubbering baby over there? No. It won't be until the stone wears off. Anyway, I ate, so yeah, I, 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 no, I ate some shrooms earlier, oh, so okay. it'll probably take <laughs> like another eight <laughs> hours. It's going to be like, yeah, later tonight. Don't worry about it. Yeah, so for those of us that don't live over here in Hipster Rogers neighborhood, <laughs> uh, we have bad things that happen to us. And to me, He's so blessed. Mm -hmm. it seems like a... I lead a charmed life. Yes. What? A, what one of the biggest sources of material um, and a lot of comedians leave it untapped specifically because well some don't have as many horrible things happening mm. but then for me I'm just like it's sad and depressing nobody wants to hear about this but everybody needs to exactly but you've got to make it funny again that's a yeah. real skill is crafting that and making it funny it's about having the confidence in your comedic ability to be able to turn anything into I don't a think it's joke. confidence I think it's yeah. skill yeah because there are a lot plenty of uh, confident comedians that should not be comedians. Oh yeah, and they're Whoa. very confident. <laughs> well, I don't mean awful. I don't mean in general. I mean uh, just turning negative things into jokes. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. process. You got to be pretty confident to attack an open mic host. 
in oh, your God. abilities. God. And that happened recently. <laughs> what? That's happened way too much recently. Yeah, that's happened it's... all over the country. Open mic hosts getting attacked by comedians who are like, I was super funny. Meanwhile, they're like, they're flashback no. to their set where they're singing rape across America. Yeah. Rape. You know, it's like, yeah, they're great. They're, you the, were that great. The only <laughs>, laughs that you hear is the table in the bottom corner of the screen that they got up and walked on stage from. Yeah. yeah. So it's the three people yeah. that they, they brought, brought that are like, laughing. Good job. What? My friends that always laugh at me that everything that hey, I do are laughing at what I'm doing. Don't we right know now. a super confident, crazy ass comedian mm -hmm. that shouldn't be in comedy? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We know probably. I mean, if we That's were how gonna, we met. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a flashback <laughs> moment. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. I love this kind of guessing game. Oh, God. <laughs> I feel like it's. I'm to the point now where I know enough stories and enough of the comedy community in the Northwest that I could probably, within a couple. Well, this is this is a, this is a dark story. Southern Georgia story. Uh, okay. is, if, if we have a little bit, this of time, is a garden of good and evil story. <laughs> we we have as much time as you guys have. Time. Well, I think it's uh, it's very funny actually. So how Adam and I actually even met was um, I was doing a tour in the southeast and in, in well i was doing a show 50 in, states in 50 days right? no, no no that was the first time i met scott oh, okay and then the second time he was like this guy named scott corcoran thought like he could book me in his those two shows that i was supposed to do for him and for some reason this tour was just getting fucked up already like i had seven shows like from New York to Savannah, and almost all of them had been canceled. Just one one place um, lost their liquor license. Like it was ridiculous. Yeah. I just for weird reasons. And then I thought, well, okay, at least I've got this two gigs with this guy Scott, and everything's gonna be fine because he guaranteed me money, and I'm gonna be okay, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, having worked with him before, I thought, what could go wrong? Right. <laughs> everything everything went wrong so i get off the plane and he pick, picks me up and he's like oh hi christine by the way scott looks probably like like a bullfrog <laughs> like and his eyes are so far apart predators will never be able to catch him. <laughs> he's, he's like a chameleon it's really weird yeah Anyway, so um, but he's a chubby punk rock guy, but he doesn't look punk. He's an architect, and he's got kind of long hair. Like He looks like he's from the 70s, kind of, yeah. you know? Anyway, uh, oh, jeez, this is just such a fucking nightmare. I can't believe it. Well, we're yeah, telling but, a lot of happy stories, so please oh, continue. God. Oh, my God. Okay, so what happened was, uh, what happened was, um, I get off the plane. Scott gives me some money right away. So I'm like, yes, I'm getting some money. Just, you know, puts it in my pocket. Like, here's the money. Um, so I got good news and I got bad news. Oh, shit. But I have money. So I think, okay, it can't be that bad. He goes, well, show tonight's canceled. Oh, okay. But here's some money. Okay, mm -hmm. fine. Um, but I am working on a movie and I need you to star in it. <laughs> like, instead of doing the show, you're just going to be in this movie. And I was like, what? No. But I need the money. Do I, am I taking all or just some of my clothes off? Would all. be my first question. All. <laughs> all? All of them? Well, I was naked. Yeah. I just said fuck it at some point and was just like, 
drinking You were already heavily. naked when he asked you to be in the movie? Yeah, right? No, no, no. Okay, so we, he trying to break down what's happening. It's like one of these, uh, you know, like punk rock Dada movies or whatever. And it's just... Yeah. And oh, God. I don't even want to say the name of it because I don't want to promote it. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just, no, we don't do any of that. It's not It's not even a thing out there that you could look for if you no, wanted to. No, it isn't actually. But... um. It has a Kickstarter. Oh, no, God. it does not. Shut up. Does it? Does it? Does it? <laughs> Just shut up. Does this have a Kickstarter? Are you shitting me? <laughs> <laughs> this is the first of your hearing about this? Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. So I have $5 that I'm going to go donate. <laughs> Mm-mm. She will murder you in this brand new built house. It's beautiful. I don't it's a beautiful get brand walls. new house. Um, okay, well, no. Um, so what, ha- what did happen was I needed the money, and Scott was just like, so you're just going to do this movie, right? Because we did talk about He did say something to me before I got there, like, oh, I'm making this movie. Would you just do, like, a walk-on or whatever? And, of course, I was like, oh, whatever. Who gives a fuck? You know, you booked yeah. me, and I don't really give a shit. So, fine, I'll just do this little you know, a walk on whatever. Well, then my role increased because now he's paying me real money and I need that money. So I was desperate and I said, okay. Um, and then we have a show tomorrow and he goes, yeah, well then as I get there and then they were putting me in this makeup and it's kind of legit. Like Scott's house is like a hoarder house, yeah. but, and I mean, it's messy and gross and there's no indoor plumbing. Oh God. Uh huh. But he's an architect, so it's beautifully built. I mean, it's a gorgeous <laughs> house in the woods. It's absolutely beautiful. The the bones of it are just it's right. I yeah. mean, it's got these sliding like glass door, French doors everywhere. I mean, it's just beautiful pocket doors. It's nice, yeah. but it's disgusting. There's uh, you know, there's a there's a snake that lives in the rafters and he calls the snake Mr. Poopy because Mr. Poopy will just take shits. The snake just shits on stuff and he leaves it there. And then um, there's cockroaches. I mean, there's cockroaches everywhere well, yeah, in the yeah, South, yeah. but I mean, there's food everywhere. There's big flying ones. I just cannot express to you the amount of filth in this home. So I literally just sat in a corner and looked at, you know, I was, I don't know, watching Netflix or something on um, my tablet trying not to have a mental breakdown. Jeez. And um, he put me up for a hotel for one night, this one night, and thank God. So, but but I did do a scene and I was, and I he's like, okay, so if you go topless and I'll just give you more money. And I was like, okay. Oh, okay, well, I mean, I'm topless a lot. I don't really care. We go the, the muffling of your shirt, stuff. you're like, yeah, sure, I'll go topless. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're just boobs, so I don't really care. But the point is, then they made me like say all the stupid lines and put me in fucking dumb make it was awful glitter. it was just yeah so much glitter it was just awful as the professional uh, actress that you are can yes. you Christine could we please talk to your character <laughs> I don't even know what I was yeah. you, he just remember, made me yell stuff do you remember That's any of the lines what, was, what uh, were some of the best lines I was telling somebody to paint his fence paint, paint his fence I remember that I just say Topless. paint yeah, paint his fence topless. But I'm like a goddess or something. Like, I'm in a lot of glitter and covered in sweat and shit. I was disgusting. <laughs> anyway, I was just this big, fat, like, job of the hut type character <laughs> on a table, naked, with my fat hanging out all over. And uh, God. I don't care about... I mean, I'm fat. What am I going to do about it? But it's not like I'm going <laughs> to get skinny for the role. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm you should not put- Charlize, Charlize Theron. I don't gain weight or lose weight from my acting jobs it is yeah. what it is 
but this wasn't supposed to be like this at all. And I am just like, but I'm in such a mental state at this point where I can't shit in a toilet. It's all like a dream. Yeah, I was just, and I was just kept drinking. I was just like, nope, just make it go away. Drink, 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 drink. I drank all the wine that he had on quote unquote set. He had actually even got these two actresses from Houston off of Craigslist and paid them real money to be in this shit show. It was awful. So then, this guy is his house. this guy is crazy. Yes, he had songs He's like a- Asian anal, it, where he would just scream. Here, here's the here's his claim to fame. He's the Gigi Allen of comedy. Yeah, that's his self promotion. You know who Gigi Allen is? You might need to Google whatever you need Don't. to do. Gigi Allen would paint stuff and poop he, on his shows, and he blew his brother on stage. Yeah, oh, that's God. Gigi Allen. Oh, and peas yeah, on crowd. Really Not Scott, but but that's kind of like the like, main. That's of, his. That's, that's what, his idol. That's what Scott does. Just oh. weird shit like that. He's crazy. Ooh. But now Scott. Right, but, Scott but Scott <laughs> is really weird because he loves, loves, loves me. He's so nice to me, but he's awful. He's a terrible person. But he. But at the same time, he's a hot, you know Southern hospitality. Hey y'all. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then uh, I have to come back the next day because I have to um, do another scene. And um, (laughs) so he sets this accordion on fire while he's naked. (laughs) And... um, And, um, this sounds like one of his shows. Uh, and we're, uh, we're in a in a in a enclosed like little studio garage or whatever. It's filled with other shit that's catching on fire. So I don't know how we're gonna make it out alive. Okay, great. Um, finally, I think somebody comes in with some water or something. Was like, but it really did get to be where it was like dangerously. I couldn't breathe. <laughs> what? Okay, so then um, I go, I go. well, I can't. He goes, well, we're going to have to shoot another scene. And, I, and he's naked, wandering around. And I go, no, I can't do another scene because I have to go back to the hotel so I can get dressed for the show. And he goes, oh, don't worry about it. And I was like, there's not a fucking show. There isn't a show. I was like, no, there's a show tonight. We're, we're doing a show. And I am... N- Take me back to my hotel. This is the toughest I got the whole time. I was just beat. <laughs> yeah. So he takes me back to the hotel. They're like, "Oh, we'll pick you up later, whatever." And um, uh, then I and then I get to the show, and of course, the only people that are at the show are the people from the film. And then I notice while I'm on stage, he's fucking filming me, and I was like, "That motherfucker is filming me for this goddamn movie." Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I was just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. So, and then he comes up to me, and then I was promised, like, $600. He gives me another $200, and he goes, he goes, I hope that's good. That's okay. And I was just like, no, what? So then I go back to so then I have one more night in the hotel. I go back to the hotel. But then after that, I don't know what I'm going to do for another, like, two, three days. Yeah. Because I'm waiting to go, where was I going to Mobile was yeah, my Mobile. next show. Okay. Seems to be a very so, popular place. <laughs> yeah, I love Mobile. Well, then... um. So then Scott's like, uh, well, I thought I'd have money, right? I thought I'd have lots of money, but I yeah. don't have any because now I've got to send all this money back home to my kids. I have zero dollars. Yeah. So Scott's like, well, you can stay in my house <sighs> in that Whoa. fucking cesspool with no no pooping place or peeing place. Just from the rafters. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say. Just from the rafters. And it was so gross. So then, um, and then I go to his house. It was very hospitable. Thank you. But he's got a friend of his who is now high on 
meth or crack or whatever. Oh, and Harley revealed to us the fact that we didn't know earlier that that guy is the son of... No, no, he's the great-grandson of uh, D.W. Griffith, the guy that uh, yeah. made Birth of a Nation. Yeah. So he's, yeah, okay, <laughs> so he's got like a pedigree of filmmaking, so he's a filmmaker. A pedigree of crazy films. Yes, yeah. but he's a film, but he's a f- legit, like I looked him up on IMDb, he's a legit uh, like director of photography guy, but because Scott wouldn't take him into town to get his Adderall, he started having um, some crack or meth or something brought in because he needed stimulants, you know, Um you know, brought yeah. to him. Then finally, the meth guy wouldn't come to him anymore. So then he has to go get it. Scott doesn't want to take him. These two start bitching like old ladies <laughs> and, and bickering, you know, God. about the crack or meth and who's going to go get it. And then um, the I guy. I feel like this whole story should have been the movie. Right? <laughs> it's fascinating. So then, like, I'm watching the guy. What was his name? I don't remember. But anyway, the grandson of the filmmaker, he is like walking around. He's wearing like these cut off, tiny, tiny cut off shorts, like, like you know, gay boy shorts. Yeah. Daisy Dukes. And Daisy Dukes. Daisy yeah. Dukes. He's like walking around shirtless, no shoes. And he's got a glass of wine in his hand, a glass of Chardonnay. And he looks at me and he goes, Christine, would you happen to have any spare heroin? <laughs> and I, I go, spare? No. Yeah, I go, you mean heroin? Heroin? Yeah, like you mean like extra heroin? Like heroin that I'm not using? Yeah. There's never, and I was like, there's never been any extra heroin in the history of heroin. <laughs> Nobody has ever had extra. But of course, he was already walking away from me yeah. while I was like, well, as soon as I said no, he was like, oh, okay, yeah. I'm done. Well, he's oh, on a mission. Yeah. So, okay. And then he starts like making like one of these, um, these big uh, piles of garbage in the house. Mm. Like, uh, you know, uh, Close Encounters when they're mm. making the Potato Mountain yeah. and then the big dirt mountain in the yeah, house. Yeah, living room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he starts doing that, but only with garbage, which is everywhere. So he's just picking up stuff and putting it, and he's talking about he's going to burn it down or burn it on fire. And I was like, oh, you should put it outside then. Put that mountain outside. So then he starts putting, taking the mountain and moving outside. Like, oh, that's a good idea. Okay. And then meanwhile, Scott is running around. Scott confesses to me that he's off his head meds because it makes him more creative. (laughs) I am in a circus (laughs) and and I'm getting terrified. And I'm like, this is just so fucking weird. So then um, Scott uh, tells um, the other guy that, yes, he's going to take him to go get meth or crack or whatever. So gets him in the car, takes him, I don't know, five miles away at a gas station, dumps him there, <laughs> and comes back to the house and tells me, and then he's getting all these crazy texts. He goes, Christine, you need to be my witness. You need to see this. You need to see that all these texts. He's threatening me. We got to call the cops. And I was like, oh, my fucking God. I'm not a witness for anything. I don't care. I don't, I'm not I don't, here right I don't, now. I don't even I'm have not to, here. Right? And I don't have to witness shit because you've got the text messages. You don't need me to say, yeah, I read them. Yeah. I don't, I don't, not involved in any of this stupid shit. And then, it's like um, Mad Max, witness me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then, so the, here's, okay, so then uh, I freak out. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Scott had told me about something about knowing this guy, Adam, and that Adam might be able to somehow, I think he tried to get you to take me to Mobile, but that was never anything yeah, I needed. Ev- you to Mobile. Ever. I never needed to go to Mobile like that. I was always planning to take the train or whatever. 
I never needed you to take me to Mobile, but he, Scott had somehow communicated with him. So that's how nice. I first heard of Adam's name. Then I realized like this shit is getting really, really bad. And I don't know at what point, but I got into Scott's phone so I could get Adam's phone number because I need to get the fuck out of there. Well, then I don't know if that was before or after the house caught on fire, but uh, so he, he goes to fry some okra or whatever, and then there's like Nightmare kind of world. a kind of a hose situation or bucket situation in the bathroom. I'm doing air quotes because it's not really a bathroom because you can poop in it, which people have done. Obviously, like till it filled up, but there's no water in there. Poop anywhere in this house. Sure, if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's there is some running water in there though, you know. So there's so he was taking a quote unquote shower, but he's naked again. It, at any rate, he's and, frying naked. No, he's he started cooking some okra or some shit on the on the stove. But of course, the stove was like piled. There's all this garbage on top of the stove. So he just cleared off a little space for the burner, left the shit on there, goes and takes a quote-unquote shower like gets wet in the bathroom and then um i am sitting there again with my tablet in front of my face just terrified just trying to watch i don't know some stupid show on netflix and uh and then i go (coughs) i think i've got a sore throat all of a sudden i don't know what's going on i look up and the kitchen's on fire and there's just smoke in the house. I almost didn't make it outside. Jesus. And then he and then Scott comes running out naked and he's all soaking wet and whatever. And he goes, Oh my God, I set the house on fire again. Oh no. <laughs> and he's running around this fat dude naked and trying to get the fire out, trying to get me out. Oh my god! And he's like, oh god! And I get out, out, and I and and I I was coughing so bad by the time I crawled out of the house, I had wet my pants, oh my and I was so I was so relieved that I wet my pants because I thought, oh good, now I don't have to pee in the bucket. <laughs> that was my <laughs> yay. Okay, so <laughs> that's and that and that is when I called Adam because I had his number now. And I was like, hi, you don't know me, but my name is you. my name is Christine Levine, and I am stuck at Scott Corcoran's house. And Adam was like, oh, my God, how did you get there? Never mind. We'll, I'll, I'll come get you. I'll be there in 45 minutes. Wow. And that was, and he he was notorious on the scene for being crazy, and he had somehow gotten in charge of the entire comedy scene. Because he had all the booking connections from working on the Jerry Springer show once. Right. Uh, so he he had a lot of booking connections. And as Christine said, he, he could be professional and look professional, and he could book professional Hold his shit together, but for a very short time. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he would come and... He was running all the open mics at the time in this small town of Savannah, and I was one of like 26 comics. So when I moved back from Atlanta, where I started doing comedy and moved back to Savannah, people treated me like I wasn't a local comic, even though it was my hometown. Yeah. And uh, they were all like, I guess Scott had gotten in there and in control of things, and it basically made it okay to just abuse crowds in every single room. The whole under the banner of the art form thing. Yeah, and he like, got 86 from right. everywhere. Yeah, and now he's blackballed to everywhere down Damn there. Because he so. set a bar on fire. Yeah, he set a bar on fire. Jesus. <laughs> Do you see a thing? He set one of our local venues on fire. Yeah. What the hell? <laughs> what was he doing? Yeah. Burning but, something. So I get this call from Christine. <laughs> I drive over there, and 
I get, I pull up, and I'm like, where the, what the fuck is this place? Yeah, it looks like, like they found there's a little, a, there's the chased a donkey There's a pile there. of trash in the, in the mm-hmm. middle of a driveway, like a fucking dome of trash, and then Christine just, like, throws her shit in the back <laughs> of the truck. It's like, all right, like, let's go. I fucked up, <laughs> we gotta go. Fucking, we gotta <laughs> I go. fucked up. I started driving home, and she's, like, just shaking, and she's trying to make small talk with me about, like, oh, have you seen my comedy or anything? And I was like, are you all right? And yeah. just like, no, I, I just want to like, forget I have it. a joint in the truck if you want to smoke smoke it with mm. me. Yeah. We smoked the joint and I was like, this is Georgia, so you gotta keep that low. Yeah. And we I took her home and on the way home I called Harley and I said, Baby, you have to buy two bottles of wine. <laughs> yeah. And a steak, like some steak right now and just bring it home. And we just put some blankets around her on the couch. Yeah. And we let me take about, a shower. Oh let her God. take a shower. I went to the bathroom in an actual <laughs> yeah. toilet. <laughs> God. We let her just chill out in the house, Thank made her so stay, and gave her wine, and just talked about Saved Portland. Saved my life. I was going to die. And then I was like, oh, my God, you guys should move to Portland because it's very chill, very much like that there, and it's fun. Well, and I, it is. And it's because I felt then, like, I, I still feel like I've always felt like comedy is a, a unique group of people yeah. who choose to do this, and it should be like a community. If someone needs help, you should fucking help them let them crash on your couch or whatever yeah. for a day or two yeah. you know help them where they're going you don't have to pay them for it pay for everything but you know help everybody right um, so somebody in need and i for sure oh my god oh my god <laughs> so okay so i have i have this question that i have to ask god. now uh adam uh i want to hear the story about how you met this guy and how he revealed to you that he is a crazy person Oh, okay. Um, so the first night I ever met Scott Corcoran, he was... <laughs> the <laughs> devil of comedy. <laughs> the man who ruined comedy. Yeah, for sure. Um, he was filming and photographing an open mic that we went to, this place called The Sentient Bean in the artsy part of Savannah, which is literally a block. And, a whole uh, block? Yeah, wow, a whole block uh, next to Forsyth Park. And... The Sentient Beam is this little artsy cafe house that did like grindcore movies and stuff, like grindhouse movies and just random poetry slams. And one Thursday out of the month, they had open mic comedy. And I decided to go there and kind of dust off because I had stopped doing comedy for a minute and like try to get back into it because I'd been focusing on work. And Scott Corcoran was filming, taking photographs and everything. And I went up there last. Well, second to last, because they were going to close the show out, but they, I was like, the guy who runs the show promised he'd put me on the show. It's kind of a dick move. Yeah. You know? He's like, all right, fine, we'll, we'll keep it going. And then Scott comes back onto the stage and does a set in front of me to kind of warm the room back up. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> How arrogant. That's so stupid. What he does Jesus. is he goes on stage and then he starts talking about I try to block out as much of my memory of his set as possible (laughs) but I do remember his closer was um, a song called Asian Anal about how they should retitle America and the flag should just be a giant Japanese asshole and how like America should just be all about isn't that what their flag already is? uh, just like that that's the American obsession and he's trying to make all these huge political views but all he ends up doing is changing the words to uh, 
I think my country tis of thee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And into Asian anal, Asian anal. People are just getting up and fucking like a hymn or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, I wish I didn't have to go up now. <laughs> yeah. And I went up and I told like a couple of jokey jokes and some ha ha jokes. And then it, Scott came up to me after the show and he said, hey, one of your jokes that you said when you said that everybody knows that glitter is the herpes of craft supplies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but that's a that's a Dane Cook joke. And I was like, actually, I don't know if you know this, but Dane Cook stole that joke <laughs> from Dimitri Martin. He yeah. stole that joke from everyone. Yeah. It's a fucking, it's a jokey joke. And I did I even said everybody knows. I didn't even say it like it was that. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. and he was like he said, Next time you come, if you're gonna do jokes like that, you need to reference the comedian who did it. So the next Oh, time, for artistic integrity, yeah. Right. So the next time I did that that open mic, I did five minutes and I did three other comedians' jokes, and at the end of the jokes, after everyone laughed at them, I said, Oh, by the way, that's a Bill Murray joke. Like <laughs> And then I never did that mic again. But you know he's got you know what he does have though? He's got some like he drew a picture of me. Like it has all these words. Oh, he's got mad drawings. No, I mean he's just he's an amazing artist because he's uh schizophrenic or something, so that's cool. And uh and then like he said, like it goes off his head mode sometimes and he can make like great art and he's a good um great architect, good artist, a good photographer. But god damn it, he almost like It's like the opposite of a beautiful mind. <laughs> yeah, it's the ugliest mind ever. But he's Weird. but he's brilliant and he's super gross. <laughs> I just can't. Ugh, oh my god. So how long ago was this whole like ordeal? 2 years ago. Two, two right years. At two That's years when we ago. moved. Yeah. Cuz we a few months later we we'd been talking about moving and Christina told us all about Portland. And I did a string of shows that were really huge. We made a whole bunch of money, so we decided to have an after party, and we had a huge after party, and we took a bunch of acid. <laughs> and I had one of those three, four o'clock in the morning revelation moments where you're like, I, sh- I need yes. to change my life or I'm going to die, right? <laughs> and most people just end up like cleaning out their garage or calling them off and crying. <laughs> right. But we were like, if we don't leave Georgia now... We're never going to leave. Saving money is a joke in this economy. Oh, yeah. It's not possible. You just need to go when the wind falls. Yeah. So we just told all of our friends to get the fuck up off of our furniture and started taking stuff outside on the front porch. <laughs> and our friends were like, they're just tripping on acid, whatever. And we put up a for sale sign and we stayed out there for two days, sold all of our belongings, everything that we couldn't sell, we gave away and everything that we couldn't take that had our name on it. We were real paranoid. We were like... Throwing we, it of course, the, kept taking more acid. Yeah, oh, we, yeah. We were course. like, the only way to keep this going is to take more acid. So, For <laughs> the entire two-day period of selling all of your stuff. Okay, so yes. this is also southern Georgia. It's it's coming up on Sunday morning. People are going to church, and we're frying balls yeah. on acid, <laughs> moving all everything we own. We have like a three-bedroom apartment right. full of furniture, wow. and we're throwing it out on the front lawn. Anything with that a megaphone into saying a, buy our shit as people are going to anything church. that wouldn't go. fit into a Pontiac G6 
with our two large dogs, it was not coming with us wow. across the country. And I sold that megaphone to these two little kids <laughs> who ran off skateboarding and screaming into the megaphone. And whoop, 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 all over. I could hear it for five blocks down the street. I was like, my work here is done. <laughs> As you're driving out of town and the sun is setting, you can hear that in the background. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're leaving at the last moment and we're trying to get out of here secretly because her roommate is on a vacation but she's trying to leave early and fuck us with the bill yeah wow. so we decide to sneak out while she's gone sleeping with some military guy <laughs> and we leave married. in the middle of the night pack the car and everything and we're super paranoid because we've been frying balls on acid this whole time so we take everything that has our name on it and we put it in the fire pit and we coat it in camp fuel because it's the only thing we could find I don't know if you've ever used camp fuel yeah. but it's the most flammable shit in the yeah. face of the earth I moved to Portland with no eyebrows <laughs> yeah <laughs> then we got an hour down the road and realized we left the rat and the rat's rolling around in this oh, empty house in a ball I just imagine the rat's like hey where did everybody go <laughs> oh my god that's the saddest thing ever. she worked at a bank and took the keys to the vault and everything with her she was like I'll oh, mail wow. them back the best Sorry. part about this we're in Colorado and my my branch manager, I guess, because I hadn't showed up to work in two days, and I was yeah. like, I don't even know how I'm going to explain this. I think I'm just going to mail the keys back mm -hmm. and never talk to them again. He calls me and leaves this really concerned voicemail on my phone. He goes, Harley, I sincerely hope you're okay. I, I watch what, a lot of forensic files. <laughs> and the house is empty and you, the doors are unlocked. But we, got, we pulled your address from your file. We drove to your house. Your front door was open. There was stuff <laughs> scattered all over the lawn, like movies and some DVDs and some books. We walked into your house and there was just nothing. Just nothing a rat in a ball. Going no, because we, we, we had come <laughs> we back. It by then. Yeah. I mean, he didn't call me until we were in Colorado. So this would, of course, been like what the Wednesday. We yeah. left on a Monday. Two or three days. Yeah, he called me on Wednesday. Wow. Because he sent someone. He, Him and another employee yeah. went to my house. There's just a oh, bunch and of the burned bank statements open. in the <laughs> fire pit <laughs> in the back. The <laughs> they go, they, I guess, walked through my house and they were like, we don't know what happened. But it looks like you left in a really big hurry. Yeah. And there's nothing left. Yeah. Nothing and left in your apartment. If you could just return a phone call. <laughs> yeah, we, don't need to, we don't, so don't know if we need to report you to the authorities or what, what happened. Yeah. And then I just mailed them the keys back. Yeah, we, we <laughs> like drove to my insane. parents' house. <laughs> you just mailed them one key at a time and said, send us a million dollars or we start on fingers. <laughs> this is also a big, really big corporate yeah. bank. You See, do not you want go. that on your shoulders. So but. we drove to my parents' house and we said, bye, we're moving to Oregon. And my parents are like, okay, tell us what you need us to send you or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, let us know in two weeks when Call you Call us money. when you get there, you know, and bye. And and the, they didn't even tell me they were coming. They, I just started watching them on Facebook go, across the country <laughs> and I and I was like um, are you coming to Oregon do you need stuff or yeah. are you coming to my house so we drove and they to were her like, mom's yep. house and she hadn't said anything to I her had mom to, my mom is not not that accepting she didn't say <laughs> well be careful stay safe have fun yeah I had to tell my mom I was coming home she like of course I was like hey let are me you take you to dinner tonight <laughs> let me take you to dinner and she goes wait you live eight hours away from me you're coming home and I go, no, just let me take you to dinner. When you get home, I'll see you at the house. Of course, my mom comes home at like 5.30 in the afternoon, me and Adam are on the couch, and she goes, what did you do? What is wrong? What's going on? Yeah. I go, mom, let's go to dinner. And Still on to acid at this point? 
no, but this is, it's about to wear off. And okay. So take her to dinner and I'm like, you're going to need three rounds before we can talk. Mm-hmm. So I buy her the big fishbowl margarita. Damn straight. A shot. Smart move. And I was like, okay, mom, now we can talk. I'm moving across the country right now. Wow. And she <laughs> flipped out. She nice went job. off. As a mother, good job. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, at least I bought you a drink because I yeah. knew that that would help a oh, little. Yeah. She like, she like, you, you're an idiot. What are you, what are you talking about? And I was like, listen, I just had to get out of Georgia. She goes, what about your job? Like, it's in Georgia. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. She goes, where are you going? Do you know people out there? I was like, it doesn't matter. I'll call you when we get there. Yeah. We'll meet people. Yeah. <laughs> and it's worked out. Yeah, I mean, we found a house right so away. Far, so found good. another house after that. Found jobs. Everything's been clicking along. Mm-hmm. Still on acid, so that's yeah. going well. Yeah, yeah sometimes. It's one long trip. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, for somebody that wasn't there for any part of the acid trip to just show up at your house and be like, this is a witness protection situation that I'm yeah. seeing here. Yeah, yeah. this is something, that, something like, serious just went down. I, I should leave so that when the mob shows up, they don't mistake me for yeah. these people and kill me. That's, yeah, it's freaky. Our friends thought we were joking for a long time. It took them months until people were like, you're really not coming we back. We told all of Two friends. days into selling your stuff, they're like, you guys are really committing to this We bit. called everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, if you want to come see us for the last time, we're outside drinking. Um, we're selling all of our stuff. Come get it. Like Nobody makes it want, out of there and ours. stays gone yeah. in Georgia. Most people end up coming back. So yeah. everyone was like, oh, we'll, you'll are come you back. Are you ever coming back? No, I'm never fucking moving back to Georgia. They didn't pay me to go back to Georgia. (laughs) Good. Good. We still have people call us and they're like, are you ever going to come back to the bar or... Like, are you oh, ever going to come? And we're like, we don't live there anymore. We have <laughs> not lived there in almost two years. We Where got out. You, you can do the yeah. same. Did, didn't yeah. you hear? There's roads. <laughs> yeah. there's There are places other than Georgia. So now they want to live there's in a, Bend. There's a rich, Jeez. long history of people escaping from southern Georgia. Yeah. There's a... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there <it> is. <laughs> yeah, now they want to live in Bend. I told them. I was like, you guys have never been here. You don't know. It's just... a so beautiful i love central oregon you will you will quickly become lazy and not want to do anything well that's why we're talking about maybe not moving here first but definitely retiring here yeah oh god yeah i've i've come to the conclusion like we just bought this house so we're planning on staying for a while but at the same time i think that no matter what i'm probably going to retire in central oregon yeah for sure Um, it's too beautiful out here the only other place i'd retire is john day in eastern oregon which is where my family's from it's also nice yes yeah um, definitely not a place to raise kids. Bend is a place where I'd raise kids. Are you um, gonna have kids? Uh, me, yes. Uh, Lane, probably not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> How's that you gonna, gonna work? Push them out of those lady hips. We, yes, I am. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have an instinct in me. I want kids. I love kids. Uh, but then five seconds into thinking about what is actually is entailed in having kids, I'm like, never mind. I'm good. Never. I'm good. Nope. Yeah. They make tiny um, dogs for a reason. So yeah, yeah we decided that uh, once we settle in the house for the next year or two, we will then start making friends with people with really young kids. So that mm-hmm. way we can live vicariously through them. Mm-hmm. So like we can babysit for like four hours a week and that's all the parenting that we need to do. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Speaking Smart of kids, move. I want to exactly. go see my nieces. It takes a village. It does. It does. I got to go see my nieces. I want to go see my nieces. Okay. My, my mom's waiting for me. Oh yeah, we got to get oh, out of here. You guys have to get out of here. Well, yeah, uh, last night's show, absolutely amazing. Both of you guys were just super fun Ryan thank Uh, you so much Dana Dana was great yeah Yeah. 
So, Dana, uh, you were really funny. Thank you. Nice job. A year? God damn it. <laughs> That's good. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you guys for coming by. This was a great pleasure. Oh, uh, social media plugs. Oh, um, I'm uh, at Christine Levine on Twitter, and you can find me on Facebook. But um, my big thing is you have to listen to my podcast. I do a podcast with my children, super and funny. it's super funny and disgusting. <laughs> Just it's like the first like po- family podcast that you can't listen to with your family. It's yeah. so gross. It's perfect. That's it's King of the Hill sex parody. Yeah, my kids. Yeah, my two sons. They're <laughs> they did this uh, like erotic fan fiction of King of the Hill, um, and it's one of the episodes. We're on YouTube, and we have Levine Large is my podcast. So LevineLarge.com for the podcast. That's cool. Yeah, and it's just gross. I oh god, they're so great. But we're really honest family, and we're really weird and uh, funny. And people in the UK love it. Like they really? just love white trash families. Oh yeah. <laughs> Who in the UK are like, you're so campy. It's so weird. They love it. Mm -hmm. Adam? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Adam Bathe, handle bathe, not bath. (laughs) Nice. That's actually it. B-A-T-H-E. Yep. And uh, on Facebook, pretty easy to find me. I have a website, adambatheisgreat.com. And does your middle name needs to... Uh, no. No, what is it? My sister's name is Amanda, so my parents do have a sense of comedy. That is funny. Amanda Bath, yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. That's really uh, funny. Yeah, you can check out my website, adambathisgreat.com. And also, if you are a fan of marijuana and all that entails, I'm going to be performing at two really awesome pot-themed comedy festivals this year. The first one in August is going to be in Seattle. That's the Hilarious Comedy Festival, H-I-G-H, Larius. And it's going to ha- showcase some really amazing talent from across the country. You can check it out. And they have a Kickstarter. that uh, They're trying to make it to where nobody has to pay anything into the comedy festival. Wow. So they can pay the comedians for coming out to a festival or give us better amenities for the yeah. show. And without uh, using our uh, f- application fees because they won't charge any to performers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one that I'm going to be on is for Savage Henry, which is a great magazine out of Northern California to Humboldt County. And it's all about, it's a pot growers magazine, really. Mm-hmm. And it's like an old zine with a lot of cartoons. And that Savage Henry Festival will be in September. And you can find out about that at SavageHenryMag.com. Cool. Uh, Dana, Dana, are you Twitter, Instagram, I don't Facebook? Twitter. You're on Facebook. You got to get on Twitter. It's so awful. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. I don't know. But I, you I'm have Facebook to. Every now. comedian has to be on It'll Twitter. Consume you. Yeah. All right. Harley, Harley. has got to write that short game. Do not come looking for me on social media. <laughs> I will murder you and your families. Don't follow me. So she's a very loving person. All right. Uh, <laughs> she's just not interested, yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. This has been awesome. Uh, yeah, thank, thank you for you. listening. I, it's so unusual. I never going to talk about all that stuff. <laughs> Old timey shit. That's yeah. great. Thank you. Yeah.